Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, bro. Yeah, we back now. Uh, we're a little bit late, but we're back. Um, before the next games come on, the Premier League games, I should say. And, uh, you know, uh, it's been a pretty uh, exciting week. Good and bad, a lot of excitement. Um, especially in the Champions League and all that. So, um, it feels good to get back into it. You can talk some real, some real soccer, and um, really break down the analysis. Um, but before we get into all that, man, how's life been going, bro? Since last time, ah, blessed and highly favored as always. Um, if you know anything about accounting, you know the first week of the month is crazy. So crazy work week, just busy. That's all it is. But um. Hey, still, still got a job, man. Still paying bills. Like, life's good. Life's good. <laughs> life's good. What about on your Andrew? One hundred, man. One hundred. I was troubles getting the mute button, but um, <laughs> oh man, life is extremely good, man. There's a lot of people um trying to get in my way right now, and I talked to you about this off the pod, obviously, um. People crazy, man. I don't get it. Uh, I don't understand what the issue is they have with me, but uh, it is what it is. Um, but if you if you don't have haters, then you're not doing something right. So life is good. The guy got my back. He's been he's been holding it down since since day one. So I can't complain. Um, um, life about to get really good pretty soon. Hopefully, uh, depending on how things roll out over the next couple of months. But um, either way. Like I'm trending upward, so there's really no way I can complain about life, man. That's good. I'm blessed and I'm extremely grateful. Um, man, that man watching over us, man, like for real. So, um, but with all that other stuff, you know, what I'm saying we, people ain't trying to hear about how good our lives going, so they they trying to hear the soccer in the podcast. But let's get into the first game. We we gonna talk about your people first. Um, I've been going through it. Yeah. Disclaimer before we talk about the actual analysis of the game. Um with with Tutu, two, uh, and I just found this out um the other day. Apparently Tutu's going through a whole divorce and all this other stuff. Like yeah. so there's an explanation as to why things are not, you know, going the way they're supposed to be going. Um yeah. and that might have played a play a part. Um your personal life will impact your job, no matter how much you want to professional all the time it can impact your job but i'm gonna let you get into your your boys man go ahead definitely definitely um so yeah drew drew told you about the whole divorce thing and on top of that he's been basically the spokesperson for our team which a lot of times the coach is but it's kind of like over the top now because we don't have a owner so every question comes to him so he's dealing with a lot of stuff off the field and I mean, I think I think it does impact us on the field, but you still want to see see him play better, you know. So uh, we took a four one loss to Brentford, which was unexpected. Um, but if I'm looking at this game, I think the main reason we didn't play well is how we were set up. Um, I think technically he did kind of set us up in a back five, but we didn't stay like we were in a back five and just have our wingers go up and our center backs. So like we had Aspilicueta, Rudiger and Tiago Silva, who are basically like our main 
three center backs, you would call them. So then I think the idea was to have Ziek kind of tuck in as the right wing back, which we've done sometimes. And then obviously Marcus Alonso on the left side. But I think we struggled to keep our like formation this game because every time I looked at Espilicueta, he was it, he was on the attack, like he was the right back. So with the way Espilicueta was playing, we were basically in a back four. And if you have been following Chelsea the last couple of seasons, like under Lampard, we were playing in a back four and we were getting stomped. Like people was killing us. Like we looked terrible defensively. And then whenever Tuchel has been in a back four, hence like West Brom, if you want to go back and watch that West Brom game, we were forced into a back four because of a red card. And we looked terrible. They scored like five or six goals on us. And it was pretty much the same today. Um, the one thing I will point out, like, don't want to make any more excuses for the team. The one thing I will point out is that in the grand scheme of things, like Tuchel knew that the game Wednesday in the Champions League was more important than this game. Um, and you can tell by the lineup, like, if he really, really wanted to win this game, Marcus Alonso's probably not starting, Timo's not starting, and... He's probably instructing Azpilicueta to stay back and defend. So he kind of, I'm not going to say he went for this game to try to score and just take Brentford out of the game. I think he underestimated Brentford and he also was more focused on the game Wednesday. So I think games like this can happen whenever you take your focus off the game. Um, and I can't blame him for taking his focus off this game either because as long as we take care of business, like we're going to get top four there's not a really a chance for us to get first or second in the Premier League. So as long as we keep, I mean, stay consistent enough to like get third or fourth place, like the Premier League job is done for this year and you look into next year. So it's more important to rest people for the Champions League. And that's why you see Timo starting this game when he's like clearly out of form. Like he just hasn't been playing well for us. He's, he wouldn't be starting in a more important game they would be the people that were more informed. Right. But um but yeah, I I don't have to I low I low key stopped watching. What'd you say? <laughs> I gotta bring up Reese, man. I'm assuming it's an injury. I didn't do the background. Yeah. Uh y'all a different team without Reese, man. Y'all a different team. Like Yeah, yeah. Um Reese James missing and then Chilwell. That's one thing I did want to bring up this game. So Chilwell's been out majority of the season. Since Chilwell has been out, we have tried Marcus Alonso. We have tried Saul, Pulisic, Hudson Adoy. And Alonso was dread like Alonso. Usually bad. We tried. We tried Azpilicueta. So I I've named off five people. I've named off five people. No, oh, we tried Sar, and Sar wasn't actually that bad, but he's just not that good going forward. So. Since Chilwell got injured, we've tried six different people at left wing back. So it's clear that we don't have a replacement in that position. Six different people have played in that role, Drew. Six. So that that was one of those things that it's just like, okay, he's a lock for that position. And we seriously need a backup because what if he gets hurt next season? God forbid. We're going to be in the same situation where we rotate six different players into that position. Like, it's, it's crazy how many players we have tried in that position. But that's – I mean, that's been our problem pretty much the whole season. 
people like to blame it on the midfield because the midfield might be a little inconsistent, but really like our balance and attack, because we basically don't have a left side attack because that left wing back is just ineffective. And we're always attacking down to right. And once teams figure that out, like, and they figure out that, oh yeah, not only can they not attack on the left, they can't defend either because Marcus Alonso is not defending anybody. So they basically have it set up like let's defend on their right side and we're going to attack them down their left side all day long yeah. and there ain't going to be nothing they can do about it. So once teams figure that out, it's like, okay, yeah, we're in trouble. Because another thing is – Anytime you play Alonso. What? Say what? I'm yeah, anytime you – Alonzo Alonzo is a mobility. I'm going to be Alonzo's cheek. Anytime y'all play Alonzo's cheek, y'all in trouble. Yeah. You have to play Alonzo's yeah. cheek. I I've been I've been telling you this I've been telling you this forever though. Loftus, I, didn't, I, I don't trust, don't trust Loftus. Yeah, I, I, I don't trust I don't trust Loftus Cheek in the midfield, bro. Like he could play center back, he can play as like a winger or something like that. But I don't trust him in the midfield. I just don't trust him because he just tries to do too much with the ball, and as soon as he gives it up, like they're in on goal for a shot. He's basically. Out of position all the time. Like, yeah, I don't understand why he's always at like. If you're in the middle, I feel like all you got to do is stay close to the middle and you're in position. How are you always out of position? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It was, it, was, it was funny because normally I'd be frustrated watching Chelsea get absolutely, like, killed. But the one thing that stopped me from getting upset was Erickson scoring. Erickson's always been my boy forever since he was at Tottenham. So I was happy he scored. And on top of that, I just looked at the lineup and I knew, I'm like, okay, too cool doesn't care about this game because Timo wouldn't have started and Marcos Alonso wouldn't have started. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek probably wouldn't have started either. So I'm like, Tuchel clearly doesn't care about this game. He obviously didn't want to lose 4-1, to one, but he didn't care about this game. Otherwise, his lineup would have been different. So that's just him managing the team to hopefully get a good result like in the Champions League. That didn't work out, but at least you know his process in this game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I I love to go to death, man. Just this this man needs all the time in the world. He needs time so that he can kind of build his team, just like uh Pep has, and just like Klopp has. Like, just give him more time. He already won you the Champions League in less than a year. Like, give the man time and let him do what he needs to do to make this team right. So. So yeah, that's where I am with it, man. Brentford Brentford killed us on the day. I think Tuchel learned a lesson, like we can't play in the back four. So that means Aspilicueta's gotta sit back a little bit on defense and keep that shape. And so be it, because he was go- he was way too and he didn't need to be going forward that often either. Like he could have stayed back and Mount should have been making the runs off of Ziek because they've done that before and it's a great combination between those two. So I just I don't understand why the game plan was for him to send that forward. I think Tuchel just didn't respect Brentford as much as he should have, and they made us pay. <laughs> yeah, and Bumo, Bumo played – I got to give respect to the other team, man. Bumo played extremely excellent, amazing passes, great weighted passes for, for – I think he had two assists on two great goals. Um Bumo played extremely good. I, I like him. I like his swagger. He's he's a good player. He he makes a lot of mistakes, um, but he has moments where he just looks like like a like elite 
And that dude, the, this game, he played to the best of his ability. He can't play any better than he played this game. Bumo was, was he was great. And um, obviously, um, and now felt you know, scored. Um, Brentford's a good team. They're a talented team. I shouldn't say good team. They're a good, they're a talented team. They just don't have the you know the structure to be a consistent team. So maybe they need a better coach. Um, but they also lack talent in certain areas. Um, I'm I'm a Tony, I like Tony and and, and Bruno up there in, in the forwards positions. I just think they need more. Um, they need a, a better threat. But this ain't about hyping up Brentford. Um, then they're, they're never going to be relevant from uh, winning the Premier League standpoint uh, until they start making better decisions when their personnel. But uh, they uh, they look really good when it comes to certain players. Bruno look really good. Um, I'm guard off and on. But um, they uh, and especially Erickson, he obviously had his moment. But uh, they look all right, man. I was I was I can't say I was happy about it. Yeah, but I was I was glad to see that they look better than they than they have pretty much the whole season, especially Bumo. Because Bumo early on in the season was like missing bunnies. Like, yo, what do you like finish <laughs> your plays, bro? Like your forward play should be finishing. But at least in this game, he was setting his 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 homies up. He was setting some setting people up. Especially on that, I'm pretty sure it was the first goal that the, the left hand touch where it was the ball just like the, the pace on the ball was perfect. Like, yeah, like he can, he he's a good player. So, any any other thoughts, bro? Nah, all credit to Brentford. Like you said, they they played really well. We played really poorly. We just don't have. And Tuchel knew this coming in. We don't we don't have the personnel. Like even as a fully healthy squad, we don't have the personnel that we need to play with for defenders because even if we have a healthy Reese James and Ben Chilwell like our midfield isn't good enough to play with just four defenders I like, disagree bro Conte is good enough G raise Reese James like y'all okay y'all can y'all can make up for a lot of bullshit if you have Rudiger you have Silver and you have Reese James I feel like you can make up for a lot of bullshit you can make up for it well, that's the thing, though. We we played we played with the back four with those four defenders, and our midfield is the one that lets us down at that point because they're just not good enough to like keep possession. Like Conte and like Conte's like we got some good midfielders. Conte, Kovacic, Jorginho, they're they're great midfielders, but it's like all all three of them have a mistake in them, sadly. And if you leave. Chilwell, even Chilwell and Thiago Silva, as good as they are, if you leave them exposed, like you're going to get chances. Yeah. And it's, it's shown because we had, when we had Lampard, it's like ultimately, like, yeah, Lampard had his schemes and his way of playing, but ultimately, like the players go out and play. And when they were under Lampard, we were getting bodied defensively. Like we looked terrible, but it would all start from a midfielder giving the ball away. And then they would be right at our back four, and our back four just wasn't good enough. Like, yeah. Lampard had us getting body, bro. And hey, we got it's, it's different because it's it's the coaching from Pep, right? That helps y'all keep possession, but it's also y'all players yeah, able players. to keep the ball, like Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne. Like they're just so good on the ball, you can't get the ball off of them. 
But Jorginho, even though he's smart and really intelligent, he's not Bernardo Silva to where, like, you literally just can't get the ball from him. Like, yeah. if you press Jorginho, you can force him into a mistake. He's and smart. Conte is not as easy to press, but he's not a great passer. So he just passes it into trouble sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that takes me to our game because mm-hmm. um, there was a whole lot – that people hyped up, especially online, about this game. But this game, to me, was all about Rodri, man. My boy Rodri is back on his shit. Like, that boy is – he's – defensively, he's shutting everything down. On top of that, he's making great passes. He's not making mistakes. He's completely on top of the game. To me, right now, he's looking like the best, you know, defensive villain in, in, the, in the world right now. He looks amazing. And it's just like last season. Like, he looks great. Um he controlled this game. Um, there were multiple players in our game, and this is a game versus uh, Burnley uh, that you know we like. There were times that where we, we we didn't look the way we're supposed to look, but when you have a talent like Kevin De Bruyne, Brian, like he's gonna show up at times. Like he's gonna he's gonna flash, and that and that boy flash and. And a big shout out to Folded Man. Folded Man, like my guy. Um, like he's just a special player. Um, he's not a false nine. We need to stop doing that with him. Uh, we got to get a real uh, striker to, to just play that role because it's a waste of Folded's talent to play in that false nine because that man's, he's, yeah, he can be a great passer if you try to make him a passer or play him in that position, but he can do. A little bit of everything. So you need to put him on the wing where he can like make decisions. Like he can shoot score. Like he needs to, like to me, if I want Foden playing off instinct and not thinking. When Foden is thinking about getting other people involved, that's when he starts making that that makes mistakes or or he tries to take the whole team like he with his dribbling. Like sometimes he'll try to beat two, three guys. Like, yeah, you're good enough to beat two, three guys, not against good teams, but against the lower level of Premier League, you can do that. But if you let Foden just play ball and put him on the wing, then that's that's the best position for him. Just play him on the wing, left, right, whatever. Play him in the wing and just let him do his thing. The problem for us is Grealish. We got to figure out where we're going to put Grealish at. Because Grealish, from what I've seen, he can only play on the wing. Because, I know where to put him. But 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 he's a great passer. Go ahead, tell I him. Know where to put, I know where to put him. <laughs> Back at Aston Villa, y'all should have never I, bought him. I, 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 if you're not providing no solutions, I try here. Like, I, no, 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 listen, 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 though, listen, though, before, before you continue, though, before you continue, if y'all win the Premier League this year, Grealish's contribution is about as good as Adam Morrison's, Adam Morrison's contribution to his championships. Yeah, it's a little. It's about, it's about that much. It's about that much. Like, y'all should have saved that, y'all should have saved that bag. Because he has not really contributed to y'all success this year. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he has contributed. I'm not going to do that. We're not doing that. He has contributed. It just he hasn't. Not statistically, he hasn't contributed, but he's contributed. He's he's definitely giving players rest that needed rest that weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Cough, Gabriel, uh, Jesus, and players certain players. Okay, so so y'all so y'all up twenty, and he's been coming into games and closing them out. And you gonna give him credit for that? I gotta give dude, like dude. I'm switching it back to basketball. Man, y'all up, one, y'all up twenty, and he's he getting garbage that. minutes. The past, the past, I would say, last past five six weeks, he's been playing well. He's been playing great. 
He just hasn't had the statistical, like he hasn't had the goals or the assists to, to, I guess, to, to justify it. But he's been playing guess, well. If you watch, you've been watching. I guess so, but I, I feel like I guess so. But in my opinion, uh, if you didn't buy Grealish this year and you gave Jesus those minutes, I don't think the impact would have been any different. Yeah, you, you know to, what I mean. Like I don't think he's been miles better than Jesus or any other sub. They're not comparable well, players. They're not going with Jesus. I I feel you, but Jesus and Grealish are not comparable players. Grealish is a much better player than. Jesus. Okay, but who's contributed more this season? It's really been about this season. Has really been about De Bruyne stepping up to be like elite. Like literally, De Bruyne has been the best player in the Premier League. It was Silva for most of the season, and then the last couple weeks. You're changing the subject though. Who's contributed more? What do you mean, Jesus or Grealish? Who's probably been a better player for City this year? This Jesus year, Grealish. Yeah, neither one have done a whole lot. But who's been better, though? It's probably been Jesus. Hey, Jesus early on in the season, but the last couple, five, six weeks, it's been Grealish. Grealish has been a better player, but it's been mostly because Jesus hasn't been playing. But if you're asking me if we can, if if we let go of Jesus and just take Grealish, then I'm taking Grealish, bro. Like, it's an easy decision. Like, Grealish is a much better player than than Jesus is. He's, He's just a much better. He's a really good player. He just doesn't statistically he doesn't show up a whole lot because a lot of what he does is drawing fouls and drawing bodies which is crucial for us because we have players that are if you don't double them they're unstoppable and Grealish to me his the way he's been playing lately is a reason why Kevin De Bruyne has looked so much better the last couple of weeks because teams have been for whatever reason and it's probably because I don't have the history of watching Premier League um the history that you have I've been I've been watching for like six seven years, but not years and years like decades like you. Grealish like they overreact overreacted really still, so they they still overreact to him. So if they go still overreact to him, that leaves Kevin De Bruyne one on ones and by himself. Like that's exactly what I need. Like that's exactly what I want because Kevin De Bruyne is not the type of player that is a one on one. I'm gonna beat you type of guy. He's a He's a finisher, skill set player. Like, if you put him in the right position type of guy, he can finish with both feet. That's what makes him special. Like, he can do it with either foot. That's what's so dangerous. Grievous is like, he's taking bodies. Even just like with you, with y'all, and, and I know you don't like him, but the way that, you know, your forwards have been playing this year. Um, Kai's been on Kai's been on fire the last couple of months. Can't say can't say anything about him. And Lukaku, I, I've I've admitted at least Lukaku, Lukaku draw he draws he draws attention. That's what I was saying. That's yeah. my whole he point. Draws, he draws he draws attention for sure. So really draws attention. That's his best value is that he draws attention because that's Green fine. Never but but I but but I I can also say this like I don't think even though Lukaku scored some goals for us this year. I don't think we would have been in a worse position than we are right now as far as the <laughs> Champions League if we didn't sign Lukaku. Uh, and can you say the same thing about Man City? No, I can't. That's you can't. That's and that's that's my point. It's like we both we both spent a hundred million dollars on a player that we didn't need. It's, it's that, we didn't, that, that essentially didn't really make us any better. That's all. I'm no, he did make us better, bro. I can't say it for y'all, but he made us better. He's made us a better team. Because teams, but, but if you but if you took if you took Grealish out of your team this year, do you think y'all still would be top of the league? 
just depends, man. The way Salah was playing, the way Liverpool was playing early, it, it's hard to say. But the way Grish is playing lately, it's like Grish has been – he's going to be an impact. Like, you just got to wait, man. The man – like – I know, but I'm just talking about right now. Do you, do you think you would still be one or two? So, say he did well, edge y'all. Because y'all are only like a point or two ahead of Liverpool. Like, y'all are right on him. Yeah. You, you think y'all still would have been one or two? Yeah, of course. Okay, well then. That's the way yeah, it's, it's just it's just it's just like us and you it's just definitely a, a bad investment. It just it didn't work out yet. It might work out later. You spent a whole bunch of money and just didn't work out yet. Same with us. <laughs> the thing is though, soccer doesn't have a salary cap, bro. It's not it's not <laughs> that type of situation. So it's really just a situation like it, the, does the owner want to make take the money? So I don't if it if this was basketball, football, where everybody got to pay the same amount of money, but it comes a salary cap, then I would I would feel extra upset about it. But this is just about rich folks not trying to spend money. And the dude that decided that Grizz was a good decision, the the owner and the, those people they they signed off on that. So I would have never signed Grizz from the beginning. Yeah. And well, we that's but that's it. the thing though. It's like because I'm I'm just giving you a hard time because like. My thing is Grealish is a good player because he was he was excellent for Villa and like what they needed. Y'all just didn't need Grealish and that was what threw me off. You know what I mean? Like y'all don't really because because to, to me y'all would still be first or second in the league where they are have Grealish or not. So yeah. to me, I don't think I don't think it was a great signing. And just like you know, us, I, I thought I thought Lukaku was the signing we need, but turns out but that's turned, what you needed though. You it needed turned our team it turned our team toxic. Like we needed a we probably needed a striker. But, but a striker that would press and do all the things that you're supposed exactly, to do. Exactly, like, exactly. So it's like we needed the position. Already. Yeah. Yeah, we, we needed the position. And it's just crazy because watching Kai the last couple of weeks is like Kai's the player we needed and we needed to build around him the whole time and we messed that up because <laughs> yeah. he, he's been great he's been great but anyway we, we can move on bro we, no, we can move on we can move on bro I, I gotta give you a hard time about your boy of course I mean AG. of course I'm, I'm not happy about the way we decided to choose to spend our money especially considering all the well you know I mean when we both well, over we, money, we like, both have talked about who the perfect signing would be anyway. Yeah, exactly. So we know. No, no, there was a better allocation of money, and when we lose out a player over money, and then we decide Ooh. to sign a different player that we didn't need for money, we did for hundreds of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars we didn't need. I'm going to be upset about it, but when that player contributes to my favorite player, looking. Like the best player in the fucking world, I'm gonna be like, I'm okay with it. I'm gonna support like so good. Big ups to Grealish because he's he's at least he's 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 bringing attention, bro. So as long as he makes my dude look good and my team look good, then I'm good. But especially when it's not a salary cap. If there was a salary cap, like where <laughs> Grealish would mess up our entire ability to sign Holland and 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 the guys that we need to sign, then those strikers, then I'd be upset. But super upset. But it's a billionaire's money that's getting wasted right now. It's not. It's not City's money. Like, yeah. why, why, why would fans care? So, um, great game. We beat them two zero. Um, that we had to do. So, uh, we're gonna go to break now, and then we're gonna come back, and then we're gonna talk about a random topic, and then we will finish it off with the Liverpool versus Watford game.
All right, bro, we back, man. So uh, our random topic this week is about fashion, all things fashion, man. Um, and I'm talking about the trends of fashion. I'm talking about the different, the way it's changing, the way it's affecting society, um, just the way, the whole aspect of how people dress um, impacts the way people view people and everything. We're gonna talk about all that. We're not gonna go super detailed into it, but we're gonna just kind of have some fun and talk about those, those those scenarios that I explained there. So the first thing we'll talk about because fashion is the trend. So we watch over the years how fast is trend. So when you met me in college, what was I rocking, bro? Uh, probably white tees and white? Nah, let me say. <laughs> yeah, I was that, baggy, out, yeah. baggy shorts, yeah. tall tees, yeah. you know. <laughs> you, probably, you probably had the wife beater on under it with like the baggy jeans exactly. the jeans that was, the jeans that was basically like uh the yeah. jean shorts jean shorts that was basically yeah, I had shorts. I had basically high, high waters <laughs> straight out of baltimore yep. so yep. i graduated uh well, actually i graduated say um i moved when i was in, in middle high school so i was super ghetto um straight out of baltimore just you know trying, trying to make my way in florida and you know, people made fun of me all the time the way I dress, but I dress just like everybody from my hood dressed like white tees, fresh white tee, George jeans, um, you know, Air Force ones, obviously. I'm still doing that to this day. Um, but you know, I was still in that in that super hood like uh, like, but then the joint changed on me in the middle of college, bro. So when in college, I'm rocking uh, freshman year, sophomore year, I'm in my white tee, all that. And then apparently apparently tight clothes is back in fashion so i'm like i'm resistant and i don't understand what happened because apparently you know that that was the thing and i just didn't know and everybody else didn't switch up and then they started making fun of me like i don't understand what happened so my whole thing about it is like this who decides when it switches um celebrities basically exactly they, they so, they're the ones the, the people that are most popular they're the, they're the ones that decide what's in what's in and what's out <laughs> yeah, i mean on a on a broad basis like ultimately it's up to you what you wear but if you really want to be like with the trends like yeah you got to follow the celebrities bro <laughs> yeah, you know shorty would be like yo why are you rocking that that's not no longer the thing like it wasn't like it was a uh it was a choice for me. Like I had to change because the shorty was like, "No, nah, this ain't the thing no more." Like <laughs> I said, because obviously, whatever you dress is all because of whatever the, the shorty's like. Like you only dress the, the way you dress because that's the style that attracts, you know, the opposite sex type thing. That's the only reason why you do that. Because if it was up to me, my ass being pajamas and a hoodie all day because that's I feel most comfortable now I would just get up out of bed and just go to work like why would I yeah. give a damn you know what I'm saying because I feel that I'm more comfortable in my sleeping gear than in my yeah. regular gear you know what I'm saying so to me I don't understand for me that's my biggest issue with, with fashion is that I don't understand why some clowns in LA and wherever the <laughs> society can decide what is fashionable and then change the entire society based off of just somebody woke up with some, like, all right, I don't think baggy clothes is the thing anymore. I don't think tight clothes is the thing. Like, because where I'm from, tight clothes is on some, you start talking about people, like, you start talking, call them names and stuff like that. Nah, it's, it's actually, 
it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that it's funny that you mentioned that because i've always wore stuff that fit like i wouldn't consider my clothes tight but i've always had stuff that fit because i'm not gonna be walking around pulling up my pants i can't do it like i'm just i'm just not here for it i'm too lazy for that well i'm from if you ain't pulling up your pants every four or five minutes you ain't hood bro i know i I get it i get it though i understand it i understand it I understand it because I've seen people do it and I've seen people like that. You're just like, dang, man, have they ever heard, heard of a belt? Because their pants are basically on the floor. You, you know what I mean? I've seen it. I've seen it, I've seen it bro. I've seen it. So, but the funny thing is, though, like me just wearing my fitted clothes, like basically, like my stuff's just fit. It's not loose like a lot of people would be. And I caught myself like in Texas and dudes was trying to hit on me for that exact reason because my clothes fit basically and they were like oh well you know he, he got tight clothes and you know what i mean exactly exactly so that that's when i like i remember like i remember one of my homies i was like yo this has happened to me twice like what do you think is going on and he was just like honestly like you might want to take it as a compliment because those kind of dudes only only hit on dudes that look good and i'm like I guess, oh, but yeah. still, but yeah. still, bro. Like, no, this weird. is hilarious. It's hilarious. Just, All right. Yes, so, this has happened. Still, this is exactly what I knew. I was this shit, bro. This is what I knew I was shit, bro. <laughs> motherfucking dudes was hitting me up like, well, hold up, what? what? I don't give off. Do I give off gay vibes? Like, I'm, I'm questioning myself. Nah, bro. But it's nah. not just the studies. When, when, when the niggas like, like, yo, hold up, hold up now. What's going on here? Okay, I know I look good, but why do you think it's okay to say this to me? Like a shorty would say this to me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They, you know, they didn't even come at me like incorrect like that was the thing. But it's like just dudes just like randomly asking for your number and not to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what you know. And then another time, another time, dude, dude was very direct about it. Right? Uh, This is what he said. He was like. Oh, so you new to San Antonio? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty new around here, bro. I don't really know too much that's going on. And he was like, oh man, like you gotta, you gotta go out sometime. He's like, they got some. This is what he says, Drew. Like, he was like, they got some really nice like bars around here. He was like, you know, they got like some gay bars, some bisexual. <laughs> I remember this conversation. We had this conversation. Yes, and I was like, oh. So then I and I was like, okay, let me let me calm this down. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely go to the straight bars if I were to go to any. That's a, that was my response. No, we got to. And that ended right time. there. But but I couldn't be I couldn't even be mad at him because if you were gonna go like talk try to talk to somebody, like how else would you do it? I was well, like no, that approach no. that approach was clever. Like I can't even be mad at you. But yeah, I would definitely go to the straight bars, bro. <laughs> like, and that was that was the end of it. So what? This is we we've actually had this conversation about that this yeah. year, years ago. This is yeah, a, so remember we used to go to Cal Cal Carter, right? Yeah. The first time we used to go to uh KKK was just called. Uh, but um, <laughs> we used to go to these bars in college, right? And for the audience, this is one of those white college bars, you know, like it's weird, like everybody just get drunk and start dancing weird and type shit. You know what I'm saying? But you just get into it because you just accept it because that's everybody in your environment thinks it's cool. So like you just accepted it, right? 
But I remember the first time you went to the, <laughs> the Cal Car Carter, it was you, me, and uh, Dave, right? And we just sat there chilling in the back, and we just saying, like, like, all these people are super crazy drunk right now. They look ridiculously stupid right now. But you know what? There's a whole lot of children out here. We're just going to have a fun. And I was just looking like, yo, Dre, what is what? Why are we here, bro? Like, this is not, yeah, we don't belong here. Lost. Like, we're like rich bro. kids getting drunk. Like, we did not, fit, we, we did not fit in college. Now, we, of, we had to do to fit yeah. in, but we did not fit in at that school. The, like, that, like, it's a blessing that obviously that we met, but that was not the school to go to because we did not fit in there. Like it was hilarious yeah. how much we found. We found our role. We found our role though, and the way to get us out of trouble and stay out of trouble was just play sports. You know just what hoop. I mean? Like, yeah, just hoop. That was yeah. the big thing. It's like, oh, intramurals. Like we just hoop all day. And, and we literally go to class, yeah. go to class, ball, and then yep. go to sleep. You know, like we was we was good yeah, it was and good. recycle. Yeah, rinse and recycle, bro. It was great. It was great. Bro. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, good stuff. Uh, but um, we're going to yeah. this part of fashion, and and my thing is, um, <laughs> and I know that. People gonna be sensitive about this, but I have to say it, man. Wearing dresses and skirts is not cool. Like no matter what, I don't. I'm not trying to hear the excuses, the behavior about it. Like, um, there's there's female clothing and there's men clothing, and I understand that there's gonna be a mix, especially with the whole gender thing going on right now, like like identification thing. Um, but um. Russell Westbrook thinking that making uh, um skirts is cute is is or is a, is cool is is not it's not cool with me because it, Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook is actually from like the hood like us like he would never pull, he would never do that shit if he was like, still coming up the only reason why he feels brave enough to think that he could be different and just do wild shit is because he's rich so my thing is this fashion is for wealthy people bro. If you're unless you're wealthy, you don't get to act like this. Normal people dress like you know how to dress or dress how you want to dress, not how your favorite person dresses. Dress how you want to dress. And if people don't accept you the way you dress, then well respect, fuck them, bro. Now, for me, I adjusted because I knew that that super baggy ghetto shit was never gonna fly. Period. So I had to adjust. So I'm not gonna act like I didn't adjust, but I understood that we rocked them tall tees because that was a thing, man. Because that wasn't always a thing growing up. So obviously there's gonna be slight adjustments to fashion and whatnot. But yo, just how you want to dress, dress how how you think makes you feel, feel good or look good, and then the people that really fuck with you will not have an issue with it. The people that are into social media type of or following trans things, those people. They're always gonna flip on what they're gonna have an issue because they like you know whatever. But I, for me, I've been dressing the same, like damn there since ever since the, the white. Tea, I've been dressed the same. I rock regular t-shirt outside of my shirt and tie when I'm at work. Regular t-shirt, fitted jeans, and then some Nikes. I don't rock nothing but Nikes. I'm loyal to Nike. Um, unless you, if you see me outside of Nikes, I made a mistake and I can't you know justify it. It's usually just my sandals, but I'm in nothing but Nikes all the time. Um, Air, it's either Air Force Ones or Jordan Ones. You're not gonna see me nothing else unless I'm hooping. Like I dress the way I dress, and I'm loyal to it, and I love the way I dress, and I don't. It, and it's worked for me my entire life, and I'm not gonna change just because some um, somebody thought it was cool to be, you know, to be different, and then change the whole fashion because they're rich. That's corny to me. 
Like dress how you want to dress. Yeah, I sh- I share that opinion. I don't I don't dress for looks anymore. I can't say I never I can't say I ever really did. Like I was big on my like button up shirts because I don't I don't know why. I was big on my button up shirts. Always had to be buttoned all the way to the top when I wore them. Like without fail, that was me. So I was big on those in like high school and sometimes when I wanted to look decent going to work or college or whatnot. But um, since then, it's all been it's all been comfort for me, bro. All been comfort. Like I wear whatever is comfortable. And (laughs) if somebody looked my way when I'm wearing something comfortable, perfect, because it's what I'm always going to be wearing. Like I probably own the most sweatpants in college for someone that was going to a school in Florida, probably way too many sweatpants. Yeah. But that's what I wore. Like you can catch me in sweatpants on my way to class because that was the most comfortable thing I had. Sweatpants and intramural, intramural championship t-shirts. <laughs> that was the dress code. <laughs> and the same same idea for me. Like for me, I I, I love ties, just like my pop. So I'm always gonna be in a tie. Every single single time you see me in a work setting, you're gonna see me in a tie. I love ties. Um, I got about 50 to 70 ties. So you probably won't ever see me repeat a tie unless you've been seeing me for years. You but, gonna teach me how you gonna teach me how to tie one of those, Drew? Or you got I, a the clip I got on. all the different all the you got, got clip-ons? Windsor, like I got all the different types. Of, like any type of way you want to tie a tie, I got you. My pop I'm playing, about. bro. I'm playing. I know how to tie one. <laughs> I'm playing, bro. I got, you. I got you. I didn't know you should. I never you got, seen you got a zip. You got to zip, zip up ties. Drew. You, <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to lie, I Drew. Never, I ain't never had a clip on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, my ties is legit. I got the best tie game. Um, I, I, I question anybody on tie game. My tie game. I actually, I actually got a teacher that I think will give you a run for your money. I don't think, he, I don't think he, I don't think he ever wears the same tie every day. I think he's got one for like every occasion, bro. Yeah, when I get to three sixty five, it's, it's gonna be a wrap. Bro. I think, I think he's, I think he got you. I'm actually got gonna have to find him. I'm actually gonna have to find you, find him on Facebook to see, see if he got a better tie game than you because yeah, he, he's big on him. My shit look like, my shit look like, like you know. Pablo Picasso, like my tie. It's not just about dip. my my tie. Look like someone that painted on that bitch. Man, let me just look. I'm actually. I'm trying to get there with my socks, but they're not like as nice as ties. You know, I just like any kinds of socks. Like, hey Arnold, you know, and goofy, you think, all of that. Why you wear? Say what? People ask me all the time. Why you wear a tie? Because I like ties. Like, yeah, and I look good as fuck. So. Yep. And it's and it's because like it's because shirts, the, big, the big thing is because you like it, and I mean, I like it. it's great. It's crazy because the other thing is on top of that, like you never got pulled over wearing a tie. And and people don't. Down. People people won't always understand that, but it's like I went to a gas station once, and I think I told you this before, but I picked up some gum. And I started to walk towards the line and I was like, yeah, this line's way too long. Like I got a flight to catch. I got to get out of here. So I put the gun back, start walking out. And the lady's like, um, you're not going to walk out of here with that gum, are you? I was like, serious? Like, you think I'm going to steal some gum? And I was like, I put it back. And she was just like, okay, well, we got cameras all over here. So I hope you did put it back. Yeah. And, and it it was her, it was her lucky day because... 
I had to catch a flight and I didn't have time to go off. But yeah, I almost yeah, lost, nigga it. Moment. Almost lost it on that lady today. I almost lost it on you that lady. Moment? Over some over <laughs> some gum. Like I'm telling you, if I didn't have a flight to catch, I wouldn't have left the store. I would have had them call the police on me or something because I would have lost my mind in there. <laughs> yeah. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. And then on top of that, I would have bought three cases of gum just to put out a point. Just I can afford it. Like, you think I'm like, you know what? You know what? Give me all the gum in here. Ring it up right now. Yeah. And, and your job. Yeah. 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 Since I'm yeah. 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 So um, literally, like, I could have just been like, yo, I make double what you make. So actually, ring up all the gum for me, please. Yeah. That's what, you <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have done. I would have some shit. Like, I just didn't have the time, bro. I wish, I wish, because nor- normally I could think of something perfect to do, but I just need a minute. So if I didn't have to catch a flight that day, I would have went and sat in my car and be like, all right, that's what I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell her this. <laughs> exactly. Give me all the gum in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. You want to be smart? Ring it up. <laughs> Yo, so the last part of this is the way that fashion, and you talked about this a little briefly. You brought it up. Perfect segue into the way that the way you dress is the way people view. So people all ask me all the time, ask me all the time, oh, why I dress in a certain tie, all this other stuff. Now, I could say that it's just because of um, society's standpoint, looking at that. But, and my mom would tell you this, man, I used to have, I used to dress up when it goes to, when I used to go to church, like, in a, in a, in a, in a whole suit and everything. Like, I've always been into being, like, being super flashy. So it's always been my thing, is being extra and, and being loud, like, especially with ties and stuff. Like, I've always been that guy. But on top of that, and my pops taught me this when I was real young. He was like, you taught me about the perception about this. And I've shown, and statistically, y'all wouldn't believe it if I told you. But statistically, when I'm in a shirt and tie, you wouldn't believe the way people approach me walking down the street to where I'm in a shirt. Where I'm wearing, if I'm dressed like, just like this right now, shirt, I'm, wearing, I'm in a t-shirt and, and a snapback or a fitted. If I'm in a t-shirt and a snapback fitted, I'm against the thug, especially if I'm black. But if I'm in a shirt and tie, all of a sudden now I'm civilized and cool and we good now. But if I was a white boy in a regular ass shirt, regular ass t-shirt with a hat on or a trucker or whatever, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that I was a thug gangster. You wouldn't think that, right? They don't think that. Their entire approach to me completely changes the based off of what I'm wearing. So. When I tell you that it matters, whether you think it's selling out or not, for me, I still like looking good anyway, so it doesn't really affect, I don't feel like I'm hurting anything by wearing a shirt tie, because I look, I mean, we're not gonna get into the shorties and whatnot, but let's just say it doesn't hurt me, all right? Let's just say that, all right? So when I wear a shirt and tie, you apparently, basically this is the easy way I say, when I'm in a shirt and tie, I'm white, and when I'm in a regular ass t-shirt and, and fitted or a snapback, I'm black. That's how the way it approached me. I ain't never been pulled over. I ain't never been bothered. I've never been in question. I went to the Apple store the other day and I was in a t-shirt, regular my regular clothes, and they talked to me like I was a stupid person. Like they were like, they, they told me that the reason my, my iPad wasn't working is because I had a VPN on. Like, bro, you're an, a stupid person, like to be talking to me this way. And then he and then he had another say to me, How do you know that that that's 
I got my master's in business technology. But you don't think I do because you're a stupid ass person who think judges people based off of their looks. So when I tell you that people judge you based off the way they look, I'm not like saying that just to be like, yo, sell out. No, I'm telling you, that's the way, that's the world we live in. So just adjust. Now, for me, it's not really much of an adjustment because I've been doing this my entire career. But I can understand why somebody who hasn't been doing it would feel like you're selling out. But to me, it ain't nothing but a thing. Um, I, I get it. I get it. And you're, you're speaking facts. I mean, it's as simple as like walking down the sidewalk or whatnot. Like sometimes it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. Like people will, will completely change and walk to the other side, like walk on the other side of the street because they see someone black. So it's like, we just like, we, we just make people uncomfortable, like just by being us really. So yeah, I, I can see like wearing a suit and tie, it kind of eases that stress and make it seem like, okay, yeah, like they're a professional, like they're not gonna, they're not gonna rob me because they got a suit and tie on. That would just be weird. I mean, we're not <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the day. Just like, like just, you understand how ignorant you have to be to think that we just out here robbing people in the middle of the yeah, day. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't respect us as criminals either. Yeah. But it, but it is. Like, I mean, we, we literally just make people uncomfortable. But sometimes it's the other way around, though. And sometimes people are just like, because people say to me all the time, and it's weird when it happens. But I'm like, man, everyone says this. But we're like, yeah, you're just so approachable, you know. So I just came up and started talking to you. This happened at Florida Southern, bro. No, approachable. Dude, I get this all the time. What? Some dude what literally is, just what is walked up to me and was just like, hey, man, you seem pretty cool. Like, I just felt like I wanted to talk to somebody. Like just rent. It was a freshman, and when I was a junior, dude just decided he wanted to talk to me, and we just started talking. I'm just like, what? Yeah, this is we get it both ways too. And I probably should reveal this. I get it both ways. So when I'm dressed like this, apparently I sell drugs. So everybody <laughs> asks me, "You got that shit? You got that lot? Hold on now. I'm just I'm just chilling. Like, why do you think I have this?" drug for you like i don't understand i'm just chilling like in my t-shirt and a hat why do you think i'm so drunk you know some some kid got me like that when i was hooping one day they were just like yo uh what did they say you smoke i was like no <laughs> you drink uh no and then he was like you a cop i'm like, <laughs> like what are these questions bro like <laughs> It was so funny. I'm just like, how did he get to? How did he get there? TV shows. Stop watching TV so shows. Funny. Stop judging people off TV shows, bro. Because TV shows uh-huh. ain't real life. I promise you, bro. I promise you. I'm a law-abiding citizen. That, like, literally, just I got I, my, my degree is in in technology. You know, great, so movie, I, great movie, by the way. Great movie. I, exactly. I got my history. Yeah. So, um, you know, so obviously I, I, I'm from the, you know, whatever I'm from, you know, I'm not going to get into all that. But obviously, you know, nobody's perfect. We, we, we did, our, did our thing from the past. But did you not just assume that you know better? And I dealt with this in the corporate world, too. So just don't assume that you think you're smarter than me because I'm black. Like, stop insulting me because I promise you I will embarrass you. And if it, and, and when I embarrass you, what you're going to do is you're going to try to um, flip it on me on some, uh, oh, he's, he's being mean to me because I'm calling out for asking me stupid-ass questions. No. And in the corporate world, we have to swallow our pride many, many times because of this show. When I'm in a certain time, 
I don't ever have to swallow my pride. They just respect me. Like, all right. So yeah, not, not only that, that just like and I look I pretty, like, but it's all works out. I feel like there's a there's a little bit you can learn from everyone in the world too. So it's just like don't waste your time trying to judge people before you know them because you could be missing out on something you can learn from them, you know? Because you could really you could really learn something from everyone. Like not even like a whole I'm smarter than you or you're dumb or you're you're a threat to me like just don't feel threatened by people man like can't just i don't know oldest oldest thing in the book can't judge a book by its cover like you don't know you don't know anything about the person sitting next to you like even if they're dressed up like a certain type of person would be like if they got freaking cowboy hat on and everything like that you might think they're a certain type of way but you don't know you really don't know that might just be their fashion you know what i mean like you can assume and you can keep your distance but you you can't treat them a certain way if they did nothing to you you know what i mean like you just can't do it yep. <laughs> on either side of the coin like you can't do it yep. i deal with the same stuff with boxing man people just walk up on me like yo what's up like and then they see me hitting a heavy bag like oh i should all right i'm gonna I'm step off Oh, so now you respect now you know that I can I can whoop your ass. Now you respect me? <laughs> like you should just because I'm short doesn't mean I won't whoop your fucking ass, bro. Like, <laughs> like show some respect. Like that's like stop judging a book by its cover. Like it's it's corny. So people think I'm stupid, but if you have any conversation with me, you would know I'm not stupid. I'm probably an asshole the way I point out when people do stupid shit or say stupid shit. Like I have a problem with that wouldn't I have a problem not understanding. So mm-hmm. talk to me correctly or talk to me with some respect and then we can be cool. Otherwise, we're gonna have issues. But yeah. that's, that's probably the that's probably the biggest thing as a parent to try to instill in your kids is just respect. And more than anything else, I think that might be the most important thing. Even if you don't understand someone's opinion or agree with them, like you should still respect them no matter what unless they're like harming you in some way like just respect them you you can completely like disagree with anything they are saying like and just think they're completely in the wrong but like respect is a big thing man just respect just respect them all right all right so we're gonna go to our last game we're gonna off uh you already know liverpool versus watford this is a pretty interesting game even though the I guess it wasn't close, but it was, it was a good game to watch. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think at this point, like if you're following the Premier League, like every Man City game and every Liverpool game is just worth a little bit more because if either one of them slip up, the other one can take advantage. So it's, it's a tight game. And Drew spoke about this earlier, and this was probably the best moment of the game. Like uh, <laughs> Joe Gomez – got down the wing and he's in for Trent because Trent's injured and played in a beautiful cross, something like Trent would. And, uh, <laughs> and Jota scores the header, which is just a trend this year. Like, the I, I don't know how, I don't know how this man is just so, he's so good in the air, bro. And he's not the tallest player, but his the timing of his jumping and the accuracies of his headers, like it's unreal, it's unreal. What a sign-in for them, man. Liverpool Liverpool have had some great signings lately. Like, they 
they have been signing the right people. I can't say the same for Chelsea and Man City, but Liverpool have been signing the right players. <laughs> like Jota is like I don't know how that was just special, bro. Just like mm-hmm. that dude is just a special player, man. Yeah. The timing on that run, the pass was excellent, but if that passes somebody doesn't make that run, that goalie, a better goalie, I should say, would pick that off, and that that play never happens because that ball was way too close to the goalie. It's only because. Jota makes that run at that perfect timing to where the goalie has no chance. He has no chance of blocking that because of Jota's run and the timing of the run. Like, he just waited the perfect time, and then I'm going to go now. Like, it's like, I don't even know how you could even know that because it's not like he's been playing with Gomez, like, like mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, just – I just have the feel for the game. I've been watching – play. I've been playing practice. Games, right? Yeah. He timed it perfectly, and it didn't even matter for the – if it was a great header or not. As long as it's on target, that timing, you got no chance. No chance. Yeah. If the goalie is right there, there's literally no chance that he can block it unless you literally hit it into his head or into his hand. You you know what's you know what's crazy though? Like I we talked about earlier about how well I, I just spoke earlier about how we should like build around Kai. I think it's like it's dangerous to do that, obviously, because if that player gets injured, then your whole team concept has to change. But I feel like Jota is like made for a player like Trent, because Trent and De Bruyne, two best crossers of the ball probably in the world. Like I don't think there's anyone better than them. And Jota is a master at making runs into the box and finishing. Like whether it be with his head or his right or left foot, he's a master at that. And Liverpool have not had that type of player. Hey, like, hey, hey. I would disagree. I would say Mon, the way Monty's been playing, Monty's been that guy. Monty's kind of been yeah. that guy, but he hasn't been consistent, though. He's not up lately. and down. Not lately. Like, not yeah, he, he's, and he's decent in the air. He's but, great now. But Monty's just sadly, like, inconsistent, though. You know what I mean? Like, he goes on those streaks where he scores, like, five goals, and then you don't see him for, like, ten games. Chaos type thing. Like, basketball, he, he, basketball, like, he's, he's very streaky. He's very streaky. And the thing that's kept Liverpool where they are is that when Monty's, like, not playing as well as he is, Salah's been always the one to kind of just pick them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's always been the one to just kind of carry them when Mane's not been at his best. But in any event, it's like, okay, if you were building a team like around Trent, Jota would be the guy to get. Like, if that, that was literally – because like because it makes me think of like De Bruyne. Because De Bruyne, probably the best crosser of the ball in the world. In the world, right? But there's no like great finisher out there for him to put the ball for him to put the ball into. So it's just like, man, it's like almost like, and it's it's good for him because it, it makes it makes him it makes him be way more patient and it helps y'all keep possession because it's like, okay, I could play this cross, but who am I crossing it to? And Deroyne is smart enough to know, like, okay, the only person in there is. Sterling, so I might need to put this on the ground, yeah. or if it's Sterling, and I just need to put it perfectly. You know what I mean? But you could just put it in the area if you got Holland or Kane or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Or Jota, like Trent. Trent just knows, like, okay, I'm gonna take a look up and I'm gonna put this in an area where only Jota can get to it because I know he's gonna jump and time is jump better than defender. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Lukaku would shine with De Bruyne. 
Lukaku might shine with Trent because they're just going to continuously like play the ball into it, into them. Uh, another thing I I realize like is like uh, the Premier League and how we talk about like it's the toughest league and everything like that. It's it's the toughest league because it's just not as open as every other league. Like Lukaku shine in Italy. Um, I watched a few Italy games last weekend, a few games in like that league. And they're just open. Like the league is just open. Like you're going to get more shots. You're going to get more opportunities. So you don't have to be as precise. And it's the same with the, it's the same with the Bundesliga. Like you don't have to be as precise because you're going to get more opportunities. And that's why Timo was killing it because he didn't care about missing one shot. Cause five minutes later, he was probably going to get another shot, but in the premier league, you're going to get a shot and you might have to wait another 20 minutes before you get another opportunity. Yeah. It's, a, playing. it's a talent thing, bro. There's the best yeah. players play there. The most, yeah. most of the best players play in the premier league. It's like the NBA yeah. college basketball, average sport. The, the yeah. best players in the world play the most of, most of the best players. I can't say all of the best players. Yeah. Obviously. You can't say all of them because we, we, we don't of, have Messi. We don't yeah, have Messi. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of those like, <laughs> Players that are great that play Mbappe, Neymar. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the majority of the best players in the world play in the Premier League, and that's why you see. That's why the teams are more coachable. Like we we talked about. Um, what was the team that we talked about? The super talented with um, um Ben Rama. Um, how am I forgetting the team? West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. There's no excuse why West Ham shouldn't be fighting for the top four every single season. They have all the talent. Like, they have all the talent. There's no yeah. – but it's just because they have all the talent, but they don't have the coaching with that, like, to, to, to put the structure. To put them up. But if they had Pep, they probably would be, fight, like, fucking with us, like, in that, in that top two, three, four, like, on a legitimate basis. But it's just because they don't have the structure with the talent. But – Mm-hmm. Most of the teams in Premier League, I could say maybe not most. I say maybe like eight or nine. There's eight or nine teams in the Premier League that talent-wise, it's a wash basically. Besides, like I guess the top tier guys, like the, the there's no KDB on those eight or seven eight guys. But there's there's guys that are close. Like, mm-hmm. but when you have the best players on top of the best coach, it was I feel like we have Man City to our own home, like. When you have those, that's when it clicks. When you like, literally, you have guys you can just sit Mares for a game. That's like, like we just sat, even though he's leading our team in goals. Like you can just sit him because you you have you're so talented, especially in the midfield for us. But Gundy, Gundy, like Gundy, had to play most of the season. Like we're just sitting him, and he would play for every single game. He would be a he would be a he would be a shoe in every single game. He'd be written in if he was mm-hmm. playing for another team but for us you gotta fight for your minutes like like because we got silver and we got Rodri and KD, kdb so where you fit in at? it's it's mm-hmm. where you fit in like we're trying to get rest like that's how talented we are and that's why for me the the biggest problem i, I wouldn't say it's a problem but the biggest issue with with the, with premier league is that everybody don't, can't spend the same amount of money it's just like soccer i mean not soccer it's just like baseball where there's not a salary cap, if they put a salary cap where everybody got to spend can only spend this amount of money, then 
a team does have the advantage of like we just make more money than you financially, economically, that we could just outspend you to be better than you. But in in soccer or in for really, you cannot you can just spend whatever you want. It's just well, there's some there's some kind of financial fair plays, but sadly, like they try to come down hard on they try to come down hard on people and then they just kind of let up. Yeah. So it's like a tax thing. It's probably like a tax thing. Like so like you get a like a you get tax extra money if you spend over a certain limit. But there's not a limit of how much you can spend on your team, like there is in basketball or football. Like there's not a salary cap where you like you literally have to fit your players under this cap, but you can't have that player. Like in soccer, you just pay the player over. That's how we can get away with paying Grealish. Who's mm-hmm. been a damn near role player the entire season? One hundred million dollars, like he's a franchise player. Like he's you a, can't do that. In he's, a, he's a res, he's a reserve, as in he's yeah he he just out there. Yeah. So yeah, but you know I'm not mad at it because obviously it helps out my team. But from a competitive standpoint, I can literally, literally bought bought that man to sell tickets. Try <laughs> to get more. Try to get more girls to the games. Yeah. Bought to sell tickets. Girls love Grealish, boy. <laughs> they got the thighs. We got the thighs. They like you got the yeah. legs. You got the girls thighs. love Grealish, girls man. Love Grealish, man. You know what I'm girls love Grealish. It's just it's just the the player in the field that you know, we don't care for. Sometimes. They ain't worried about that. Yeah, but, they, they already bought the ticket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said we're already we're great, and he's been playing great lately. That like I feel like we can figure out a spot for him, but for me. I think it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be in the midfield. We're gonna have to. Somebody's like someone's gonna have to get moved. No, I think. I think it's. I think it's definitely something that they have a conversation on and work on, like on the off season, and like there's a good chance that some players just don't come back. Like maybe yeah. Bernardo Silva just yeah. leaves and stuff like that. So yeah, there, there's gonna be a spot for him. It's just. Yeah. Just you have to be in the middle. Y'all didn't need him. Y'all didn't need him this season. Like I talked to my brother about it too, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is a signing for the future." And I'm like, "Fair enough, fair enough." And that's and that's that's how you got to take it. It's like we we signed Grealish because Sterling might get on get get ghost on us. Bernardo Silva might leave. Like we yeah. might not have this group, this whole group together for too much longer. So Grealish is that signing that's, hey, you're gonna be a focal point in the future. You and you and Philly. Yeah, you and Young yeah. Phil. Yeah. yeah, so for me, it's all about, like, if – if because there's no scenario where either one of those players end up being a full-time CDM. So they can only play the opposite side of Kevin DeBoyne, so there's not enough – unless we're going to change our formation, there's no scenario where Phil and Grealish will both play in the mid, whether where, where, where their skills could be used the most, where they should be playing the most is, yeah. is that I think I think I think we're not too far from uh, managing. We're at four, four. Well, I don't I don't think we're that far from managing De Bruyne's minutes either, like because of his, because of his in, because of his injury record and he's getting up there in age, so I don't think we're too far from seeing him playing like 60, 65 minutes and trying to like shut the team out, and then coming on for those last 25. That's cool, but at the, at the end of the day, those great players, Grealish, Foden, those are star players, like, when they're at their best, those players mm-hmm. are not going to accept uh, a, a part-time or here and there role. So at the oh, end no, they, the shouldn't. Day, they, they shouldn't. They, and they, yeah, we got to change the now, But Foden, I think 
I mean, we. I think we both agree. Foden's the future of Man City. Like he's. Yeah. He's, but I he's, think he's best in the middle. I, like I think that he's been playing great on the outside. But I feel mm-hmm. like for waste, especially if you watch him internationally, the way they use him internationally, he he could be an extremely great player. Like if you just play him in the middle of the field, like just play him in the middle of the field, just like you did KDB. Like play him in the field. I, I just think it's a. Ball. I think it's a big thing as like how, um, how long Pet is going to stay at Man City. And if Pep doesn't want to stay and you bring somebody else, it's just all about how how they picture Foden. How, how they change the formation or how they picture Foden's best position or you know what I mean? Like but I think he's I think he's the key. Like for us, I think it's I think it's Kai and I hope it's Kai that they kind of just build around for the future. Um because I could have talked about how Mount is just irrelevant in some games, but I'm gonna just leave that out there. Like he just, he just be out there sometimes. But, um, but yeah, I hope I hope it's Kai for us, and I hope it's Foden for y'all, and it should be Foden for y'all. Who's who's the key? Yeah. Foden should be y'all next, basically like yeah. impact player like Aguero kind of thing. Yeah, like he, yeah. he could be that big for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foden, I, like I said to you a couple of weeks ago, um, Foden. Changes our team. We're a completely different team with Foden. Any team can beat us without Foden. Even with KDB playing as great as he can play. Because KDB doesn't have the finisher around him that um, he could exploit it to the point where it's unstoppable. But when we have Foden and then he set up the goal, I think this was that championship goal. So um, this latest goal, mm-hmm. like the, the, the boy's feet is like, bro, you can't teach somebody, like you can't teach feet like that. Like, like you either have that gift or you don't have it. It's no, like, oh, and like, like the boy has special feet. Like crazy assist, bro. He's y'all cool, wasn't bro. doing y'all wasn't doing anything against that five five athletic coach. <laughs> yeah, that boy. Yeah, that boy. Yo, that boy. That five five formation, boy. Y'all couldn't y'all couldn't get it going. <laughs> yo, 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 Francisco actually online. I talked. He pointed it out to me because I didn't see the game. I was at work. He's like, they was playing a five. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What are five? Bro, like, literally, they. I gotta rewatch the game, but yeah, that's wild. Bro. Bro, they they were just defending, and when they, they got do the that, ball, they even do this all season. They've been doing this play defense shit on us all season, bro. Yeah. Like, they've been doing this for two months. But... Atletico, Atletico does that though. But y'all didn't look, y'all did not look like y'all were gonna score until Phil came on and made it happen. So props mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, props yeah. to him. He should have been playing from the beginning, but I think it was a. Um, like pet trying to rest player, like whatever. Like stop trying to rest folding, man. Folding should be playing every game. Like fuck. Rest. Yeah, he, he's too young, bro. He'd be yeah. fine. He's like 14 years old, bro. Like play me. <laughs> he he look about 14, right? Put him out there. Why are we resting folding, bro? Like whatever. But yeah. Um yeah, man. What a great weekend of football, man. Um obviously Liverpool is still in the running. So they're a threat. Um I don't particularly care too much about whether we win the Premier League this season or not. I know it sounds wild, but we wanted enough for me, um, and I especially not even watching six seven years watching that. For me, the real goal is the Champions League. Like we have to produce there. That, that's what like we got to win that. Especially the way we lost last year with Rudy, that Rudy, just like like my boy. I like well, y'all in a good y'all are in a good position, man. Y'all are in a good position, and if Chelsea can't make a huge turnaround, I might be rooting for y'all to go ahead and take it. Um, but yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all are definitely in a good position, man. No doubt, no doubt. But, but yeah, Premier League's gonna be interesting. 
y'all got a y'all got a big game as far as the Premier League. Oh yeah, yeah, Premier, yeah, 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 yeah. Do our predictions? So we we'll yeah. do a lot of predictions. Um, we play Liverpool, obviously. Um, I think Trent's still out. Obviously, I think he could be out for a while. Um, I think we win this one. Um, I think we win this one two one. Um, I think KDB showed why he's the best player in the world, and he's, he's my goat. Um, I think he shows out you know, on top of the game this, this this season, especially lately. So we went two one. Um, I think we got uh, Southampton. Yeah, I should. I mean, you should. Yeah. I think we got Southampton, and I think it's going to be another weird lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if Timo started this game just because of Tuchel being more focused on the Champions League. Um, I do think we'll have a strong lineup because we we need to get into a rhythm going into that Champions League game. But I do think he's going to rest as much players as he can so that we actually have a chance Wednesday because we got to try to win by two goals, obviously. Um, But yeah, I I do, I do think he's going to just put out a really good defensive lineup and hope that we could just get a goal here or there um, just talent wise. But I think he's, I think he's going to get back to defense because that's where we win our games. Like we, we defend, we, we give them shots only from outside of the box and then we go and score a goal or two. Like that's that's been our formula forever. So the fact that it hasn't looked like that lately is kind of scary. So I think he's I think he's gonna get back to defense. Honestly, we skipped over this. This, this is this is a wild this is a wild take from me, but I would not be shocked to see Keppa start either this Premier League game this weekend or the Champions League game on Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised. For him to give, because I don't know if you saw the last goal that we gave up to Real Madrid, but uh, Mindy, Mindy basically just gave them a goal. Like he came out of his net. Mindy had and, a bad game, bro. Wait, huh? Mindy had a bad game all around. Yeah, he, he came out. He came out of he his net. Goals. Came out of his net, kicked the ball to Rudiger. It was a terrible pass. Like you can tell, he just mishit it, and then Benzema ends up scoring the goal. Rudiger could have done maybe a little bit better. Uh, trying to clear the ball, but Mindy put him in all kinds of trouble because it was just a bad decision on him. And he's and he's done this multiple times. Like he just makes terrible decisions when the ball is at his feet. When in my head I'm like, bro, like you know you're not good with your feet. Punt the ball, you know. Like don't be trying to take touches and beat attackers. You're not Ederson. Just punt the ball. Like you're a better you're a better shot saver than Ederson. I will give you credit for that. But you are not good with your feet, so accept that and punt the ball. And if the coach want to get mad at you punting the ball, then so be it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. If you don't have time, punt the ball. Just get get rid of it. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you have shown multiple times that you are not good with your feet. You're shaky with your feet. So get rid, like, and help us keep a clean sheet. Cause yeah, we know, you, know your strength. You get yeah. toasted. Huh? Yeah. No, I said know your strength. That's all I'm saying. Like, know your strength. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is with Mindy. So I wouldn't be surprised, like, if Kappa just started either this game this weekend or Champions League sort of game. Sort of punishment. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, so if, because, because to me, if any player makes that mistake, they deserve to be sit, sat again. I don't care if it's your goalie or your I feel striker. Like I feel like he's earned it, but, you know, I got you. I understand why, why Tuchel would be 
I can understand why Tucho would be um, super sensitive right now. So it's almost like you, it's almost like you arrest him. Like you just, you just like, <laughs> I'm just gonna give you a rest. You call it a rest, but it's I like, know, man. why you're like, sitting out this game? <laughs> I, man, the way y'all defense been looking, I think that that's that's reckless, bro. I, I like you need Mendy out there right now. The way your defense been looking, your back, you would call him back four, whatever you would call him. Yeah, but that's that's on that's on Tuchel though. That's on Tuchel not setting us up defensively like he usually does. I mean, we we haven't figured out the left back situation, so he just needs to be like, yeah, we need to stay back. We can't just have Aspilicueta bombing forward when we don't have a a left back, and we only got two center backs. So yeah, yeah, I gotta give my props to Rudiger, man. Come on, man, like, cause we were talking about the way he acts, like the way he be taking his wild ass shots, bro. Like, but come on, bro, like. All of them have been close though. Like he, like, it's, like, it's, come on, like he it's crazy. It's not like he shoots them and skies them though. So that's why I'm always for him taking them because he he always yeah. puts them close or forces a save. Yeah, so that's that was a heck of a goal, man. But yeah, like, come on, like that's for the round, didn't it? That was incredible, bro. It was from so far away. It was incredible. <laughs> I just want to know from your take, like, should the goalie say that one? Uh, I'll have to go back and watch that. Oh, I'll have to go back was, and watch it. He was never saying it was too fast, bro. This is what you, you hate on. Well, <laughs> no, because on the, on the De Bruyne one, though, no. on the De Bruyne one, the goalie was actually close to getting there. And that's why I was like, okay, but I'll have to actually watch Rudiger. No, no, I'm not comparing it to the De Bruyne one. I'm comparing it to the, the, the Ronaldo one where you think they was going to save it. Rudiger, oh, yeah. the pace on the ball, the, the difference is it's not about what, how close it was to the goalie. Literally, he, the man shot a gun at the goalie, and like, like there's not, you know, there's no way you're getting that. There's no, there's no scenario where any goalie is blocking that shit. That Rudiger hit that ball, and it was like it was picking up speed, bro. Like that dude, like it was insane to keep that ball that hard and to keep it accurate. It's like usually you keep that ball that hard, it flies over the goal. That's the only yeah. way to keep a speed. That ball was picking up speed, like while it was, it was an impressive strike. No way, and he man. does that all the time. People kill him for it because, they're like, yeah, why are you wilding, bro? Like, y- y'all, nah, people, people <laughs> you, you will never see a Chelsea fan upset when Rudiger takes one of those shots because it right, literally, means, Twitter, it literally means the defense is not picking him up and he's put them close. So it's just like nobody else is taking a shot, like, nobody ever gets upset when Rudiger takes those shots. Trust me, Twitter complains, bro. I I I listen to be like, yo, Rudy, what are you doing, bro? Like, why are you doing that? I see it all the time. Hey, I don't I don't see any Chelsea fans saying anything about it, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be like, yo, but like y'all, like man, like he the way he's playing defensively, he gets he gets to have a couple of those shots okay Like, let him have exactly, it. Right? The way he's pushing, he's over there covered for lots of all damn game. Like because the thing is, fun, bro. because the thing is, it's just like shooting a three. Like once once you make one or get a couple close, like the defense thinks about it and they step up and they leave yeah. Lukaku so you could just slide in the pass. So it's like it's worth taking a couple of those shots from now. If I get an arm ball steal, I get to do whatever the fuck I want with the ball offensively. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. Like that's yeah. what I feel like with Rudiger. Like Rudiger. Holds up defensively. It's not on him. And, but but the thing is, but the thing is though, Rudiger is actually a good attacking talent. Like I've seen him actually play some passes into Lukaku that I'm like, I wish I wish our midfielders would do that. But the thing is, in order to release a player like Rudiger, 
we need an elect back. I and it can't be Alonzo. And it can't be Alonzo. So that's I complain about all the time. Cancel Laporte. I complain this all the time. Exactly, bro. It can't be Alonzo on that side because he's yeah. he he's really offered us not like he just he's just not he just can't play in the Premier League anymore. They have two liabilities. He can, he can, but he can't play a defensive role in the Premier League. I've been saying that for the longest. Like he could play on the left wing because we we don't have anyone we don't have anyone locking down the left wing spot. Pulisic has been good, but without a left back behind him, he hasn't looked good. So like he he could play on the left wing, no problem. But you got to have a left back behind him. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's all about dividing the talent and then covering up for their weaknesses. Um, and both coaches have done a great job over the couple, last couple of years uh, of doing that. But for y'all this year, um, it's just been too many injuries. And to me, it's all about Reese, man. Reese, Reese to me, is like y'all folding. Like, Reese makes y'all a different team because you you don't get to keep a high press with, with Reese there because Reese will expose it. And teams have figured out that we could just press them and take the ball for them. Like, if, if especially with players like Alonzo would just make poor decisions like mentally, or you can like attack Silver from a um, speed standpoint. But even though Silver like mentally he's he's mostly there, there's just certain guys. Those two wing spots, y'all two weaknesses. If you could just sharp those two wing spots, like oh not wing spots, outside back spots, then you'd be okay. But if Reese is playing, then you gotta worry about it. All you gotta do is Rudiger just help out Alonzo and y'all fine. Because silver with Reese is good. Like, that's solid. Like, even if you try to play Aspie back there, when Reese is not that, like, you're fine. Like, that right side. Reese is he's improving every game, too, which is what's nuts. And he can play, and he can play midfield. He's legit, could play. Yeah, he's already, he's already elite, like, but he's getting better. Like, he's dribbling past players now. You know what I mean? He used to just be like, okay, I'm just make a run. And cross the ball into the box. Like no, he, he's playing like a midfielder now, and like keeping so possession and dribbling past people. Like mm-hmm. he's he's turning into a crazy player, and we better we better hold on to him for dear life. <laughs> because, Just pay whatever he wants. Just pay whatever. Yeah, because pretty pretty soon, pretty soon he's gonna reach the level to where every team wants this man. Yeah, like because I mean. And and the sad thing is, Chelsea fans will put Mount on that spectrum, but it's like he's not he's not there. Reese James is miles ahead of this man. <laughs> like from a consistency basis, like Reese James is miles ahead of this man. Like this man puts in seven out of ten performances every night. <laughs> like he's he's crazy. Yeah, there's a thing for consistency, man. Reese is like he's consistently you can rely on that guy. There's nothing like a coach. When you can rely on a player and Reese, you can rely on him. And on top of that, that man will make the flashy plays. Like he'll have the Trent play. He'll make a cross. Like everyone's going to make a Trent play. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, with, the thing with with Reese, unless we're down by a lot, he he plays like he's on. He plays like he's playing for a Man City. Like he doesn't play too like high, the, too low. Yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't play like the Bruno Fernandez type passes where it's like, okay, I see a player and I can just pass this ball and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Like he waits until it's like a good opportunity and then he'll make the pass. Like De Bruyne or somebody like that. Like he plays that type of game. Yeah. 
He's he's different, bro. He's different. He's a special player, man. <laughs> Y'all had him. Yeah, this this entire season would be different. But, he is uh, different. Him getting hurt changed his entire season. Obviously, I'm not crying about it because he, he helped is, us. But yeah, uh, he in sure well. It's funny because like and Lukaku falling off a cliff, but you know, yeah, he, it's 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 hilarious because like. Chilwell's not even that good of a left back. He's just miles better than Marcus Alonso and any other option we have. So it makes him look like he's really, really good. Yeah, right. he's, he's, a solid, he's a solid left back, but there's definitely better left back options out there. Yeah. But uh, he just, <laughs> like, Alonso is just so bad that it just makes Chilwell look like he's it's just defensively. He's he's he, offensively he's a he's a special player, man. He just it's just defensively that he's just, he it's just he hasn't been able to show, he hasn't been able to show it though because he's just not quick. Like people basically can just not even play him because he's just so slow. <laughs> like he, and this game was more about coaching to me because y'all just was out of position. Like, and I had to I had to, like there was a. I don't remember which goal it was, but there was a play where y'all there was a guy on the left side, and y'all had three players on him, and there were two guys behind them that were unguarded. Like, how are there two unmarked players and then three players playing one guy? And I'm pretty sure it was Bumo. Bumo ain't like that, bro. Like, relax. Like, why are y'all overreacting to this one guy in the wing? It made no. It made. I was like, who is that? That's not Chelsea. I don't. Mm-hmm. How are they this out of formation? I, like I was like, and then and that's when someone told me like Chelsea's going through this and that, like off the field, like that has to be it. Cause I how does that even happen? How are there three players around one guy and then there's a, an unmarked player? Bumo made the easiest pass. The pass he made, they tried to overreact like it was a great pass. That pass could have been off, it could have been off target. It still would have been a goal because there was nobody around that the, the, the guy that was striking. There was nobody around him. Yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't. I could not believe how poor that play. I, I don't know if you remember the play I'm talking about, but it was pathetic, bro. Like there was three people around Bumo, and all he had to do was make a pass between them, and it was a goal. Like what? The, yeah. What it is was, happening there? It was. It was on a break, and that's. But that just that but just goes. Back. Your coach like Mark, 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 Mark. Like you know, you know your. Yeah. It just it just goes back to like our formation and just like how we're set up, like. Aspilicueta, I'm pretty sure, was chasing back on that play. But if he was just playing like a normal center back, like he should have been playing, he wouldn't have been chasing back. He would have been all already in position. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just yeah, the combination. Like we, we, the only, the only player that we can count on in defense without Reese James being there, like as far as like helping us out on a break, is Rudiger. Like Rudiger can actually chase the player down. Thiago Silva position positionally excellent like he is an excellent center back but a little bit of pace is gonna hurt him too <laughs> he and alonzo like they're gonna get cooked if anybody got some speed like same with christensen like anybody got some speed like so reese james and rudiger are essential to our defense because if we get caught on a counter and that's why i'm saying like the midfield is so important because if we give up the ball in the midfield and they attack down our left side it really doesn't matter if Chilwell was healthy. Like he, he's another one that's just questionable defensively. Like oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get killed. <laughs> you know, like yeah, a tra- like we're not the best transition de- defensive team. So it's really important for us to like keep structure and keep possession. Um, but when we lose it, like we can't, 
Wow, we, these we, are we, Newcastle we, mistakes, though. These are these are so like y'all not. You look like an uncoached team when you have a great coach, one of the best coaches. Yeah, yeah. It's just that to happen. It was just yeah. It was just bad formation. Like they said, he did a back four, which he kind of did, and yeah. I mean, at the at the end of the day, it was shaped like a back four is the way it was shaped. So and it didn't work out. And it was a bad zero that game. But yeah, I feel yeah. As you as you can see, like the next game, he reverted back to his old ways. But we just got we just got outplayed by Benzema. Yep. But yeah, that's all. That's all I had, man. That's all, all right. I had. <laughs> we'll close it off. We we didn't got too far. I mean, obviously, we didn't talk about the Premier League in a while, so we was gonna be super energetic about it. Of course, of course. Yeah. So, uh, especially with the way my boys are playing, man. So I've been happy to talk about this, but we're gonna go to our normal schedule programming. But uh, the three games we'll, we'll we'll cover, and then we'll we'll have our random topic. But we're back. We're back to our regular thing, and uh, it's been great, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, obviously, um, I'm feeling good because my team's there. Right there. Always a pleasure, bro. Always a pleasure. Big weekend, bro. Big weekend, bro. Grealish a bust. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna touch. Lukaku is too. As long as he's helping, I'm good, man. So, uh, if he helps us win the Champions League, then it's good money spent. So, we will see, man. All right, bro. All right, bro. One. All right, till next time. One. <laughs>